0: Look to it. This film still has that look, but I think it actually—the animation is so beautiful. Like it's very well done. Yeah. I will say some of the shots were weird. Like, like, there's so much ass in this film.
1: <laughs> I think Bill said that, like, 50 times. But honestly, yeah, they, like, kept, like, showing, like, all the girls' Anytime you'd
0: see a school girl, it would, like, zoom in on her ass. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, we don't need this.
1: But also that gym teacher had a dumb <laughs> yeah. truck. Oh, my God. where it's God. just, like, zoomed
0: in on Joey's ass for yeah. no reason. I'm like i'm like what were the animators on when they were yeah, making they this
1: were film? they were on ass i guess i don't uh, yeah. know acid <laughs> so
0: yeah they, it's shown that they're hanging out in school they're getting ready for graduation and they're still talking about what they want to do in the future and yeah. it's implied that
1: also yugi's grandpa really has a punchable face <laughs>
0: <laughs> lovely
1: um i just saw his face and i was like i just want to punch him But yeah.
0: Hey guys, I'm Bill, a one-time Instagram blogger and now a podcaster.
1: And I'm Alex, the Chaotic Neutral.
0: And together we are the Gaming and Collecting Podcast.
1: A brother-sister duo.
0: That talks about gaming.
1: And also anime.
0: And don't forget the collecting. Er, sometimes.
1: Ah, forget it. We're just a nostalgia podcast at this point.
0: But anyways, guys, thanks for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. So, how you been?
1: I want to go home. You are home? Shit. I want to go to sleep. I'm tired. Oh, well. Uh, so. Oh, I got Jenga.
0: <laughs> yes, you did. I
1: bought Jenga. A big old thing of Jenga. It's blue, pink, and wood color.
0: <laughs> wood color. <laughs>
1: well, it's not really color. It's just kind of wood. <laughs> it's a shade of wood. Made <laughs> you made wood. You
0: um, <laughs> Well, now that this episode has started, it is a train wreck already. Um,
1: That's just rude. Well, it's true when you know That's it. That's rude.
0: It's true when you know it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time we parted? It's
0: been a couple weeks.
1: Wow. And we're we gotta, slacking.
0: No, we're not. We're doing fine. We have episodes in queue, and we're not... We haven't missed a week. Yay. Since we started. Yay. But anyways, guys, uh, we're going to save the how you been for the next episode. We're going to
1: take a quick break. We'll be right
0: back. No, we're not.
1: (laughs) That sounded like that's what you were about to say. Anyways. anyways,
0: So, what are you drinking?
1: Oh, I'm drinking what remains of my coffee. We went to our favorite coffee place today.
0: Baker and the Brew.
1: It's mostly just ice pebbles at this point. You can buy the ice. They sell the ice.
0: It's just crushed ice.
1: Well, no, they're like pebbles. It's pebble ice.
0: Either way. But yeah, we're got our co- we having our coffee. I'm drinking a black cold brew because I only enjoy my Do-Z. coffee black. Loser. Yeah, Super Bowl's tonight.
1: Yeah, I the, didn't realize that until Bill said that yeah, today, and I was like, oh.
0: To date this episode. The um, only
1: thing I knew about was that Rihanna was doing the Super Bowl. <laughs> so that's the only thing I cared about.
0: I mean, I, I don't give a crap about football, so I'm just kind of like, whatever.
1: I give a crap about Rihanna. She's awesome. Cool. She's makeup line. Cool. And she sings. Cool. Do you know a Rihanna song? Nope. Have you ever heard of Umbrella? Nope. Drug test. (laughs) Old memes. Old.
0: But yeah, so Super Bowl's this weekend to date this episode to me. No, the
1: the Rihanna concert is this weekend. That's I don't even know who's
0: playing. Well, no, I know the Eagles are playing. And whenever I think the eagles, I always think of the fact that they threw snowballs at Santa. Well, the fans did. <laughs> <laughs> the eagles, because eagles, supposedly eagles fans are psychopaths, but. Did that really happen? Yeah, they brought Santa Claus out on the field and the eagles fans threw snowballs at him.
1: <laughs> That's the real spirit of Christmas. They,
0: they, they burned their city down when they won the Super Bowl. hey why
1: not you know oh. they won the super bowl they can do whatever so they want
0: ridiculousness but <laughs> that's besides the point because i don't really care about football me either i like watching cars go fast Boom, boom. yep i like it that way boom, boom, now <laughs> before this gets even more ridiculous uh we're gonna actually be returning to another series that we created um, it's a spinoff of our famous Anime Swap series. Yes, yes, it's, yes it's famous at this point.
1: Famous. Woo. So
0: we're actually going to be doing the second installation of a series we like to call Three Anime Films. Woo. And like, kind of like Anime Swap, the whole goal of this series is we each will watch three anime films and then we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't have to be similar, similar to Anime Swap. They can be completely random films. Yep. Although there is a bit of a theme to this episode this time around. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the whole goal is we watched three films and now we're going to discuss. So I guess we'll start with uh, the first film that you recommended. And if if you know anything about Alex. It's a Naruto movie! Just kidding! It's a One Piece movie. The only thing Alex has seen of Naruto is The Last and Road to Ninja. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, we watched uh, One Piece Strong World, was it?
1: Yes, One Piece Strong World, uh, which came out in 2009.
0: So I was a freshman in high school. Yes. Hey, that's when I started collecting, though. That's when I got my Dreamcast.
1: Hey, you could have been a One Piece fan, but you weren't.
0: No, I bought a Dreamcast. Came out
1: that. in December 2009, uh, and it the box office was 4.8 billion in Japan, <laughs> in Japan, <laughs> and 61.2 million worldwide, um, which is kind of cool. Especially when you look at the One Piece Film Red box office and, like, you just see how much more popular One Piece is now. Because I believe One Piece Film Red is the fourth grossing anime film of all time, which is pretty neat.
0: So, this is a pre-time skip film. Was this the final pre-time skip film?
1: Yes, this was the final um, pre-time skip film uh, because it included um, Frankie and Brooke uh mostly because they included brooke in it so what this movie i don't believe is canon uh because it doesn't really have a good spot it would fit into but if it did fit in a spot it would have to be sometime between when brooke joined the crew so after um thriller bark and before um what's it called the Saba Odi Archipelago. So I'd say so, it would have to fit in there if it is canon. It's
0: a case of, it's not explicit, explicably non-canon, but there's really nothing that makes it canon either. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that makes it strictly uncanon.
1: No, yeah. There's nothing, it's just like, it could It just doesn't fit, fit anywhere.
0: It's kind of like yeah. the, the uh, Inuyasha films in a way. Like, they're, they're not, well, Yashime has made them canon, but they, at the time, were kind of just like, they kind of just kind of stuck in and they yeah. kind of would fit, but they really weren't. They obviously weren't based off the manga, so they're not considered manga canon, I guess you could say. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those situations. Yeah. But yeah, so Strong World, this one. So we had already, in terms of nar- uh, pfft, Naruto, Naruto, uh, <laughs> One Piece films, we'd already seen You'd shown Me Z. we had seen Stampede. Gold. Gold and Red. Yes. So this was like, and this was the first pre time skip film, I think you jumped.
1: Yeah. In. So I know, I, I know it's really hard to find a lot of the, um, even earlier films. Like, I don't think a lot of them have, um, new releases for a while now. Um, cause I think, too, I don't, I don't know if this is completely accurate, but I believe this was the only film, too, that came out after the, um, Switch over from hand-drawn to digital.
0: Yes, because that was noticeable with the animation.
1: Yeah, so I think... Um, especially because I've been watching... Um, <laughs> I've been watching One Piece again with a surprise. <laughs> Shocker, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And I've been watching Alabasta, and now I'm watching um, Skypea arc. And... Um, you can definitely see the difference between the hand-drawn animation versus the digital. And I think all the prior films were the hand-drawn. I don't know that. Don't quote me on that, but that's my assumption. And you can't really find them. So I hope to find them someday, but uh, I don't really know if that's possible. Yeah. But this will be... This, I believe, is the first one that went to the digital animation. Um,
0: it and is, And it's a very, well, pretty film. It looks very good.
1: Oh, yeah. It's very pretty. Um, so, the whole plot of this film kind of, um, so this film starts out with, like, a flashback, and it's actually a flashback to Luffy's grandfather, when he was younger in the Marines, and the fleet admiral, Senge- Sengoku, I can't, I can't speak, um, and they're fighting, um, Shiki, um, fighting Shiki, who was one of the strongest, uh, pirates of that time, um, Shiki is, pretty um infamous because of the fact that he's one of the few pirates that is escaped from impel down impel down being the basically the jail for all pirates and bad people in one piece it's very hard to escape luffy escaped from it but it is very hard to escape especially because it's underwater (laughs) the guard is literally a poison man and can poison and kill you and it's like a torturous nightmare. So the fact that he escaped is pretty crazy. Um, and then after escaping, he also attacked Marineford um, out of re- revenge and then escaped. So Shiki is canon. Uh, I don't know if the story exactly is. Yeah. So after that, it kind of um, shows like you can see that the Straw Hats have been separated because a lot of it starts with Luffy running around on the island. Yeah, the and movie has kind of got
0: like a hard open where it's just Luffy running around like a psychopath.
1: Yeah. Luffy's running around on the island. He's And you're seeing all these like strange creatures that are oversized, overstrong and incredibly like strange. Um, and you're starting to realize, okay, this island is a weird island full of weird creatures. Got it. So all the Straw Hats are split up. Um and what happened was the Straw Hats were sail were you know sailing on their merry way and they ended up running into a another pirate of a ship that was miraculously floating in the sky. Um Shiki has the power of I believe it's the float float fruit so anything he touches can float. Um So Shiki ends up they actually are sailing in what happens is that Nami, um, because she's the navigator, um, she actually notices that a really bad storm is coming, so she warns the crew near them that, like, a storm is coming, you better move. Um, And Shiki ends up listening to them, and of course they move, and then they actually get saved. Um, Which then leads into Shiki kidnapping Nami. Of course. (laughs) Because she's an excellent navigator, and none of his navigators realize that a really horrible storm was coming. So... Nami gets kidnapped, the Straw Hats get split up, and they get split up on this crazy island that's, like, floating pieces inhabited with all these strange animals. Yes. And it kind of starts out where you're seeing, like, you see all the Straw Hats with their little groups. I believe Robin's with Frankie and Brooke, uh, Chopper's with Zoro, and then Sanji is with um, Usopp, and then Luffy is alone. So they're all kind of everywhere. And then it kind of gets back to Nami, where Nami is has been kidnapped, and she's swimming around in a pool.
0: <laughs> yep. yep. Mostly and, fan service. That's yeah, mostly really
1: a bunch of fan service. The only but, point
0: of that scene, really.
1: <laughs> well, it's also to be like, so Shiki is trying to get her to join his crew, and she's like, no, I'm not joining your crew. Uh, but Shiki keeps going, yeah, you're going to join my crew. And you're also introduced to his two little henchmen. Dr. Indigo. um, They
0: were so lame. (laughs) Yeah, who he makes like
1: little fart noises every time he (laughs) walks around. But uh, Dr. Indigo is actually kind of important, though, because he's the one who's been creating all the strange creatures. Um, And that's where you also get to meet Nami's little buddy for the movie, which his name is Billy, and he's a duck, and he's an electric duck. He has electricity powers. (laughs) Yes. And he's adorable, and I wish he joined the crew. But (laughs) womp womp. Just because he's a little duck named Billy. Um, And, oh, it's actually also, so he's been working with a plant called IQ. um, And it causes the animals to evolve instantly. Which is also why he's also been experimenting on them and stuff with that plant. So, so Nami ends up, you know, help Nami and Billy end up escaping. um, And she ends up getting back to the straw hats but during this meantime the straw hats are all separated but some of them end up in a village um and you'll notice in the village all these people kind of have like feathers on their arms mm. um and what you find out too is that in the village there's no men and there's no young woman all it is is older women and men and young children so what's been happening is that Cheeky basically kidnaps all of the younger women and men um, to make them work for him, um, and all the villagers have to fend for themselves. And they're kind of like in this forced deal because he there's these other trees that keep the um, the evolved animals away, but they also like can poison people. So it's also making some of the people sick at the same time, yep. which is another plot line. And you kind of find out. So eventually all the Straw Hats kind of um, kind of meet up in this area. And um, they end up figuring out what's actually happening. But they also figure out what Shiki's plan is. Um, so Shiki's plan is he actually wants to take all the animals and release them in the East Blue. And the reason they kind of figure this out is because they actually overhear... Some of the townspeople saying like, like he's going to go to the East Blue. He's going to leave us alone, but unfortunately, like he's he's going to take them down. Like they're not going to be safe. Like he says he's going to leave them alone, but he's not. He's yeah. going to take them down and then go on to the East Blue. And as you know, the East Blue are where from are where all the Straw Hats are from. So their next mission is like, okay, we got to either beat Sh- Shigi so he can't destroy the East Blue. So the crew gets, kind of gets a plan, a plan ready, um, but then, of course, uh, Shiki comes in and attacks them, and they end up losing their first fight against Shiki, because um, they kind of underestimated him, so they kind of have to regroup, get back together, and then, um, fight him again, and also Nami gets kidnapped again. <laughs> well, not really kidnapped, she, it's more of a, she goes with Shiki, in order to kind of help the Straw Hats. So, he leaves them alone. If she goes with them and says she'll join the crew. But she's not actually. She's kind of just doing this as a, you know, I'm going to protect you guys so you can come back and save me. Kind of deal. So, the crew kind of devises a plan. They're going to go and, um, they're going to meet up. They're going to go and save Nami. But also defeat cheeky Um... So, they end up fighting them again. They end up going into the base, kind of going undercover, and end up fighting Shiki. And the fight is actually... Now that I'm like saying it out loud, I'm like, there really isn't a lot of plot to this movie. No, it's but a lot of
0: fights. There's
1: a lot of really good fights, though. Like, especially Luffy's final fight with Shiki is actually really cool. Because, one, at this point, Luffy doesn't have hockey. He doesn't have gear four. He doesn't have... All he has really 2nd gear, 3rd gear and no hockey. And he still is able to defeat Shiki. And it was pretty pretty neat. So all the Straw Hats kind of go off and fight. Um, they end up rescuing um, Nami and Nami actually got sick because of the um, poison from the trees that's like killing all the other pe- people. Mm. Uh, but in the end they save, they save Nami and they beat Shiki. Uh, It's a lot of really cool fights. They go off and kind of fight all the henchmen and stuff. And. Yeah. So they get rescued. And they rescue all the people on the island. So all the people are free. And they actually. All the people who had like little feathers on their arms. Like they never realized what they were for. And they could all fly. Yay. (laughs) They were all like flying in the end. And it was actually (laughs) cute. um, Because like one of the little. Like cute characters. Like this little girl who that befriends the straw hats um and another thing that's cool is like it shows like that the animals are now like all friends um and they all go on the thousand sunny and they sail away
0: into the sunset
1: into the sunset yep but like it was funny because thinking about the plot i'm like really it wasn't much there (laughs) it wasn't that much plot it was just a lot of fighting but I still think, like, it kind of rem- strong world reminds me of um, which one? Stampede. Yeah, of Stampede, where it was more of fighting and
0: Stampede had more fan, like, not not fan service, fan service more like fan service for like One Piece fans. Oh
1: yeah, but at this time though too, I guess you could say this was fan service for the fans because a lot of those characters that they had, like at this point in the timeline they hadn't met boa they hadn't met um yeah, that's true. any of the worst generation and really only brooke was like just introduced and this was i will say brooke had some cool fighting scenes um oh and then also like robin's eye colors were just wrong the whole time
0: <laughs> yeah, robin's <laughs> robin pre-timescape had a lot of issues in terms yeah, well, of design.
1: this because usually her eyes are blue but in the movie they're brown and you're just like What's wrong with Robin's eyes? Like, why? Why does she have brown eyes? I
0: will say, in terms of plot, Z still wins by far.
1: Oh yeah, I think Z and uh, Red definitely have some of the best plots. Um, I think I do agree. I think Z is the best plot and story. Um,
0: Z is the best overall package, in my opinion.
1: I will say. So, where, where would you put this in your One Piece?
0: Films? I'd probably. It's probably on par. So it goes z red and then it's kind of tied with stampede I'd
1: okay say. it's around there
0: i i didn't enjoy gold uh, i've yeah. said that in the past
1: no yeah gold i can understand because i just thought gold, has I, my
0: problem with gold is the mode the villain's motive i just thought was stupid
1: yeah no that's understandable um, this one
0: was very much kind of a I'd, I'd consider it like a junk food film where you don't really watch it for the story you watch it just for the action yeah because there's really not a lot going on story-wise.
1: No, the action and like um in the animation because I think the animation is really good it even is. compared to like just the regular show animation. Because wasn't the next film after the Z? I believe so. Yeah, because Z is the first one after time, time skip. because um, Z kind of takes place between after Fishman Island and Punk Hazard. So yeah,
0: Z's just was. I mean, bill will just something. really
1: like z yeah i did enjoy that film <laughs> um but i i do enjoy strong world this was like my second time watching it um the first time i watched it by myself and the time i watched it with bill and i will say like because she it, i think one of the coolest things about this film is that like shiki is one of the strongest pirates out there like he escaped Impel down and luffy beat him without hockey or really any of his time skip training which is pretty awesome
0: i will say this film i feel like is a is a good film for someone who doesn't watch one piece because there's not a whole lot of like shit you need to know to enjoy this film
1: well and i kind of like it too because um it also like it's just a boy who has rubber powers and like that's really it yeah like there's no hockey and like not that i i like hockey and i like gear fan. like i'm a i'm i like it i know some people like kind of miss and I miss the old fights where they were kind of, Luffy had to be more creative. But I will say I do enjoy, I do enjoy these old, like this style as well. But I enjoy the, you know, current fighting as well. Yeah,
0: It was a very much a enjoyable experience the whole way through. Mm. I, I I mean, I prefer plot heavy films, to be honest. So I, that's why I lean more towards Z, but as an action based film, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I gave it like a, I think I gave it a seven out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Which oh. is
1: I think I good. gave it a seven out of ten, eight out of ten. Um this isn't my favorite one piece film. That would be Red. Yeah, red you, is you my adore, favorite. You
0: like musicals.
1: <laughs> I just I just love that film. It was just well and also I think for me, red is also something that like I experienced as part of the fandom, which a lot of these other films I I wasn't a huge One Piece fan at the time actually (laughs) not i wanted a one piece fan at the time (laughs) only been
0: a one piece fan since the podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) no yeah and uh it was cool to kind of you know be part of the fandom and wait for it to come out and get excited over it so i think i just have a special attachment to that movie as well but i will say definitely this isn't my favorite movie but i do enjoy it when i want to watch some one piece like before time skip yeah i
0: I liked it. I mean, I'm not a Mega One Piece fan. I'm a casual fan. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, I'd say that was an interesting place to start. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Before we get into our next one, though, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Did and we'll I really right
1: talk back. for that long?
0: Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys in a bit. Bye. So, the second... <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you?
1: I like my intro better.
0: Yeah, well, your intro could have gotten us a copyright strike, so...
1: Don't like Buck Bumble?
0: No, not that one. <laughs> you don't like it. You hate the N64.
1: I do, but <laughs> I just love that there's a 10-hour loop on YouTube. Of course there is. But... Will Barry B. Benson.
0: Anyways... So, the next There's film... There's
1: naked people on your jacket.
0: Okay. <laughs> Anyways.
1: I just look behind you. It's your AFI jacket from the body's tour. Yes. Wow.
0: Anyways, so moving on. The next film we watched, before I was rudely interrupted, was uh, we, actually, <laughs> we actually went and watched the uh, Fruit Baskets Prelude, which, <laughs> um, hiccup count, by the way. Yeah. The Fruit Baskets prelude was interesting because when it was announced, a lot of people were very... It was a very split reaction, I'd say. Yes. Because a lot of people... So newcomers to Fruit Baskets, you had a split camp. You had the people that had no no idea what it was and were very much just like, ooh, more Fruit Baskets. Yay! You had the longtime manga fans who were kind of like, okay, they're going to be discussing this. And then you had the newbies who... Didn't really know anything but saw the plot synopsis and hated it just because of what it
1: was. (laughs) So,
0: let's be fair here. We're going to look at this completely open-minded. Yeah. um, That Japan has very different standards than America. Oh, yeah. And that the author also wrote this Years before, yeah, because
1: this, this was written back in like
0: the mid two thousands.
1: Yeah, uh, times have definitely changed by now. Yeah, um, tremendously. So we'll give
0: a little disclaimer warning on that one. Yeah. Before we cut into this, so the Fruit Baskets Prelude is based essentially a prequel story to the Fruit Baskets twenty nineteen anime. Yes, and it is based off of the final chap some of the final chapters in the fruit baskets manga essentially this entire film is backstory Mm. and stuff that was cut from the original fruit baskets series yeah so because there was as well as much as i appreciate the 2019 version of fruit baskets for actually covering the entire anime Mm -hmm. it did cut out a lot of stuff particularly this story and pretty much everything that had to do with Yuki and Machi. Which
1: we were robbed by that because they are a very cute couple and they deserve better.
0: Also, uh, Machi's brother's girlfriend was just completely removed. Yeah. (laughs) And that was another entire subplot. But besides that, this was the only other thing that the anime didn't include. So the prelude is essentially the story of Toru's parents. Yes.
1: Tofu Honda. (laughs) Tofu Honda Civic.
0: So this movie is weird, kind of by how it's structured yes because the first like 20 minutes of this film is literally flashbacks
1: yes so sorry I just got distracted I have like a little picture frame on my little side table where we're recording it and I saw something on the on the couch on the table and then it's, there was a tag on the back of it that I never took off and it just the, the glue just said never mind. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I'm sorry for distracting, Bill. Well,
0: that's th- that's just what the show is. But anyways, hey. so rude. So yeah, the first 20 minutes of this film are literally just recap of the anime. Yeah, which I, I if can
1: you... I can understand if people complained about this because. I kind of think it's a little valid.
0: So I, because when we watched it, we hadn't seen the series in a good while. Yeah. So it was kind of like, okay, it's just a recap. If you were just watching this, the the show. Yeah. And then immediately jump into the film, you're gonna be like, I just saw all of this. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, it basically recaps the end of where Kyo finally like. No, yeah, Professor finally realizes his feelings. Well, it's like Toru.
1: Toru falls off the hill. Yeah, we
0: get that again. We get um, to see uh, her in the hospital, her running away, and then yeah. them finally falling in love and the curse breaking.
1: I will say though. I kind of agree with any of the negative comments that were like, this probably didn't need to be a movie. It could have just been two OVA episodes. Yeah, because this was clearly
0: filler just to make a movie time. Yeah,
1: like to me, that's what it was. I mean, like, yeah, I appreciate the recap because I haven't watched Fruit Basket in a while. But but it was also a heavily
0: abridged recap.
1: Yeah, and if I had just watched it, I would have been really annoyed. And like, too, I would have been like, well, actually watching it, I was like... This, this is They just needed to make this a movie length, and this is how they made also, it. Also,
0: it has literally nothing to do with like the what the plot yeah. of the film is. It's just a recap of the end of the series. Yeah. And it's like they then... So I guess cut, going from there, we should go into what the actual plot of this film is. Yeah. This film revolves solely around the story of uh, Kyoko and Katsuya, uh, Toru's parents. Yeah. And their relationship is um, uncomfortable for a lot yeah, of people.
1: Especially in the early beginning because, I mean, I, I, you can see that she's... Is she in high school or middle school?
0: She's in middle school. So. Yeah.
1: So, it, it starts around with uh, so it, Toru's mother, Kyoko.
0: who is a delinquent. A as,
1: delinquent in middle school. Um, and her parents also kind of suck, though. Well, so. all the
0: parents in this show suck.
1: Yeah. Parents... <laughs>
0: there's like three there's like there's baskets. like three parents that are not awful human beings in this series yeah
1: the parents are really bad in this show but makes us grateful we have such wonderful parents
0: yeah that and it's also <laughs> japanese standards are very, oh yeah very, yeah very different from american standards yes but yeah so this the the whole plot is hyoko is a delinquent in high school and yeah. she is brought into this like student teacher because he's not a teacher he's a student teacher they they explicitly state that yes but he is significantly older than her
1: yes like I'm, well because I, I believe he's like supposed to be in college and he's yeah. doing like some teaching before he like kind of figures out what yeah. exactly he, he wants he's to like do.
0: in his early 20s and she's still in mid
1: school middle school yeah so. so like
0: 15 probably 14 yeah <laughs> Uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. But that's also looking at it through American standards.
1: Oh, yeah. No. Through American standards. Very, very different. But still, at this point, though, she's still under the age of consent in Japan. Yes. But also,
0: the other thing that a lot of people miss here is... They're not explicably romantic at this point Yeah, it
1: more kind of starts as just a friendship.
0: Yeah, a really weird friendship. It's a
1: weird friendship, but he's more of just, like, I think in the beginning it's more of just, she's lonely and everyone, like, just puts her down like all the teachers do. Like, no one's building her up. She goes home. Yeah. No one builds her up. And she just has kind of someone that she can rely on.
0: Yes. So my whole thing was like, a lot of people acted like the romance starts right away. And I watched this then. I'm like, there really isn't any romance at the most uncomfortable point yeah. of the thing. Where it's kind of like, this is really bad. Mm. It's more just kind of a... He, he, so.
1: It's a weird dynamic. Yeah.
0: The thing I found was, I, I found Katsuya Honda to be kind of a weird character in a lot of ways because yeah. i kind of was like i don't when you watch this the first time you really meet him you're like he's kind of a weirdo <laughs> like yeah. like he's kind of a freak
1: but i also think he kind of just doesn't like he doesn't really care about the job because he's like i don't want to be a teacher but i'm yeah. doing this because my dad is and he wants me to at least try it before saying no um which is the whole reason he's there because it's um, yeah it's Toru's grandpa um he's the principal of that school so that's 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 why he's there um but it's not what he wants to do
0: yeah and so basically after that there's a couple time skips where like kyoko starts cleaning up her act and like
1: yeah she like you'll see her with like the um the delinquent gang and she's trying she's basically trying to leave it
0: yeah and to leave the gang she basically has to get the shit kicked out of her. Yeah. And to the point where she gets, like, brutally, like, injured to the point where she's in the hospital, and then her parents are like, we, we disown you. We don't want you anymore. Yeah. Which is really fucked up. It's
1: very heartbreaking.
0: And um, then Katsuya appears out of nowhere and is like, I'll take her. Yeah. And then this is where the romantic part kind of kicks off. Yeah. And, I mean, at this point, she is of age, but it's still weird. Yeah. It, it's still really weird. Yeah. And... They kind of, their whole relationship just kind of builds and then they suddenly get married. It It's very abrupt.
1: Yeah. No, it does. It literally goes from their, like, yeah. Well, I think the whole thing is, like, she, she wants to clean her life up. Like, she wants to get her act together so that she can be a person, a good person for Katzia. And during that, like he leaves the school at that point and he's working a different job and yeah but it 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 does like the relationship definitely is not you know it's
0: it's, not normal
1: it's not a normal relationship
0: even for japanese standards i think nowadays it's still it's very odd yeah um but yeah so eventually they do get Married. I yes. think they get just courthouse married or whatever.
1: Yeah, I don't think they do a big thing. And I think, like, the only person they really talk to in his family is the grandpa. The grandpa.
0: Because the rest of the family hates uh, Kyoko. And Kyoko's own family doesn't want anything to do with her. And that's
1: also why Toru... Poor Toru gets, like, so hurt by her relatives. Because they... Not even because of her, but because of Kyoko and yeah. Kyoko's past. Uh,
0: yeah. And... basically you kind of do get some cute moments where they're just kind of living as a married couple kind of thing
1: and then like i know like one of the big things after that is like like she's pregnant
0: with toru
1: and she like is afraid because
0: she's doesn't her parents were shit so she has no idea how she'll be as a parent yeah which is an interesting dynamic and
1: well i think a valid fear for a lot mm. of new parents out there you know
0: but eventually we get greeted to the most adorable part of the film where we get Baby Toru.
1: Baby Toru. So cute.
0: And you get a whole bunch of funny scenes where like the you see like her um, Toru's grandfather is like interacting with her cuz he does truly love Toru. Yeah. He's the only like person in that family who's not a piece of shit. Yeah. Which is implied though that he's making up for how hard he was as an adult. Yeah. Um so then we get a couple more scenes like Toru's growing up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we see he they're at the beach during the winter, and this is where you get a bit of a a sneak peek at a, a, a the probably the most tragic part of this entire oh, film. Oh yeah. Where he's out in the cold with Toru, and he's kind of got a bit of a cough bit at of first, a cold. and it's kind of like okay, that's that's concerning. Yeah. So then we also get that great scene where Toru's in the kitchen with Kyoko. She accidentally slams the door in her face. She's Aww. like she's like oh no.
1: my child no yeah
0: that was all cute uh eventually though the most tragic part of this film happens where uh katsuya is off on a business trip and he's got a bit of a cold and kyoko's talking to him on the phone being like you should really get that checked out yeah and they kind of they talk about they want to have another kid and then he dies in his sleep that night yeah of of an illness and kyoko literally just shuts down yeah like
1: she gets a call and like you can just see everything everything changes yeah
0: and then of course her parents have to be assholes one more time and call up and basically say you can't bring the kid here Mm. we don't want you
1: which her parents
0: just suck yeah Yeah. like (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so eventually she basically shuts down and Toru's just basically living on her own at this point because yeah. her mother's completely just and despondent.
1: you can also see a lot of why Toru is the way she is and especially like how she's always kind of been like, okay, I got to take care of myself. Like, you know, like. You I can... also
0: can understand like how she, it partially reveals why she kind of resents her father. Like, yeah. Like why she covers his photo up like. Yeah. And uses the photo of just her mom.
1: Because for her, like that brings, you know pain of those memories
0: Mm. but it um, also is why her mannerisms are the way she is because toru barely has any memories of her father and her only real memories of the way how he spoke and that's why toru has that Mm. interesting mannerism to her because she uses that to snap her mother out of it yeah because her mother at one point is a i think it's implied she's about to kill herself yeah and she sees a mother in her child and it kind of snaps her back to realizing wait a minute i have a kid
1: yeah like i need to Get my life back together.
0: Yep. And then the film kind of wraps up after that, where it, um, it, it then, of course, flashes back to Kyoko's death. And
1: yeah. And, uh, Kyo's, like, trauma. Yeah,
0: from that. Because you got to remember, too, Kyo and Kyoko actually met before.
1: Yeah, when Kyo was a kid. And then Kyo knew who Toru was.
0: Yeah, but he before didn't. They... He knew her, but he never met her. Yeah. But then, so the film kind of ends, the main plot ends there. It's a very quick like it's surprising how it
1: didn't need to be a movie no it really didn't
0: they should have included like the yuki machi stuff and like other things yeah but then we get the most the one part of the film that everyone universally loves where we get this yes we get this specifically made for the film added uh basically added section where it's a it's a short little thing where you see toru walking down the street with all her groceries that she just got yeah and she runs into kyo and it's essentially implied that they're now engaged and they're living up in the mountains and it's the most wholesome adorable thing ever
1: very very cute
0: and it's funny because toru is such a she's a rice ball yeah (laughs) and she's that adorable character that she is yeah and it's it's a nice conclusion to the film i honestly wish there was just more of that because i want to see what happens with them
1: I know. I kind of wish they would do a spinoff of just like kind of their life. To, like just a slice of life spinoff. Because mm. I think so many people would want to see well, it. Well,
0: especially because there's Fruit Baskets Another, which is the sequel series, which revolves around their children. Yeah. And it's, it's Im-
1: just a slice of life because there's no supernatural at that there's point. There's no
0: supernatural. It is does have dark elements, though. because Oh, of,
1: yeah. Because Fruit Baskets. Yeah.
0: But it does. It, it basically implies, though, that all the children had like the best childhoods because their parents are all amazing. Yeah which is a total opposite. And I would
1: love to see that animated, please. It, it, it would be nice
0: if there's not enough real content for a series, though.
1: Yeah. Well, no. I just wish there was a little... Even if they were, like, 10-minute shorts of just little snippets of Toru. And, like, even, like, we go into everyone's lives of them just being happy. And, mm. like, I just I want it so bad. I just want to see happy Toru and Keo, Like, because...
0: Just happy all of them Happy all of them. great yeah. other than the ones that were pointless like the monkey. But that's besides the point.
1: Hey, the monkey deserves They all deserve <laughs> it. They all do. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Bill.
0: What about Shigeru's Me. manager and the, the noose? OTP. <laughs> no, they, those, those two are together.
1: Oh, I thought you said the noose.
0: No, no, you remember, you remember no, her. No, I thought
1: you were saying, like, oh, no. <laughs> one true pairing of <laughs> well, yeah. manager X News. That's the
0: dark, one of the most dark scenes in the show, and <sighs> it's completely played for laughs. Yep. But yeah, so ugh, Fruit Baskets Prelude, it's hard for me because I love Fruit Baskets, but this movie is really pointless in a lot of ways. No,
1: I mean, and I agree because I, I love the series too. I mean, you've become a much bigger fan than I, I am, but I remember watching the series when the first one that came out and i was a huge fan of that and i was so happy that the new one came out but i will say this could have just been an ova this didn't could, need to this be this could have been
0: episodes in the series honestly it really well that's what i'm saying like it it didn't I feel need like to the be series a movie. was rushed to be complete cuz i feel like they could have added all this stuff in to make it a full movie but
1: yeah i just yeah i just think it it didn't need to be a movie. That's that's my personal hap- I enjoyed it.
0: I'm happy it exists, but at the same time I'm like it was a little pointless.
1: And my, my favorite part was is the, the Toru. last the is last The last five, minute five minutes is the best, best part of the film. Yeah. Um but Well that
0: in baby touru for like a few Toru. scenes. That was that was fun Until it
1: gets dark. <laughs> yeah. Because fruit's best. Because it
0: gets dark real fast.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh man. It 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 does explain a lot though, and it is interesting if you've never <coughs> read the manga. Sorry. If you've read the manga, though, this film's kind of just kind of like, oh, we get to see this animated. Yeah. Uh, the controversy itself surrounding it, I'm kind of in that camp of, like, you have to look at it with the mind that Japan is very different culturally than America. And it America.
1: was written at a very different time. Yeah. Not saying that any of – it's not okay Um, at this point. Like, it really isn't. But it was written To be at fair, a
0: though, time. the romance aspect isn't really when it – no, isn't it, even a thing when it's at its most uncomfortable it so. is, yeah
1: it it isn't uh, but still you know just disclaimer yeah watch at your own comfort level. so what
0: what I'll say is like do you need to watch this film to understand the fruit baskets plot? No, no, not really. It's really if you just want more backstory on it. Yeah,
1: or you want to just see Keo and Toru at the very end. Yeah, you could probably find that clip on YouTube though, or something.
0: Maybe or somewhere <laughs> or somewhere. I'm sure it's, it's around.
1: It's somewhere.
0: But anyways, so yeah, I, I gave this one. My my fanboy wanted to give it a seven. I think it's really a, it's a six at most.
1: I gave it a five. Yeah. I well not just. In a lot of it, I gave it because... a six for
0: that five minute ending.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for the ending, but the first 30, 20 minutes were pointless. That
0: look of pure joy on Toru's face when she sees Kyo is like the most wholesome thing it in that is, entire movie. It week. is,
1: but remember, the first 20, 25 minutes pointless. Well, yeah, yeah, the
0: first 25 minutes of this film are pointless. The middle section is dark. Yeah. Or... Okay. But also, then,
1: blue, but yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then the the last, <laughs> the uh, last five, five minutes, minutes are
1: great. Chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you're if you're a fruits baskets fan,
0: it's it's on Crunchyroll. So if you have that, watch. give it a watch. But
1: if not, uh,
0: I wouldn't recommend watching it right after completing the series, though, because no. you'll be like, "Why the fuck am I seeing or this skip again?" Skip
1: the first twenty minutes,
0: minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, so that was the second film we watched, and then we took a massive break between our third film. Yeah. Because shit happened. Alex got One Piece Odyssey. You know.
1: Yeah, I still need to keep playing that. Yep.
0: But anyways, <laughs> so our third and final film. So this is why we said it was a theme, because all the films in this set for us are based off of mangas, or on- none of them are standalone <laughs> films. They're all like based off of a long running series.
1: Can Can I say what it is? Go for it. Yugi.
0: Yeah. So we, our third film, so this is one both me and Alex had not watched yet, which I thought was fun because we could actually, this was a first time experience for us. So... The third and final film we watched was Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Side of Dimension. I think that's the name of it.
1: Yeah, it's the Dark Side of Dimensions. Yeah. And if you didn't understand why I yeah, yelled it, 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 it's it, it's because every time Yu-Gi becomes Adam, he goes, Yeah, yeah. You mean
0: Yami. Yami, whatever.
1: Yami. Tem at Atem. Atem. Um, <laughs> he goes, Yu-Gi-Oh! It's my favorite part. Because and four, I was very upset it didn't happen.
0: Because the four kids' <laughs> dove is st- Stupid, but great at the same time. So, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions came out in 2016. Wow, this film is old now. I thought
1: it was 2017. Oh,
0: For, well, the Dove came out in 2017. But. Ah. Um, so, yeah, this, this film's an interesting one because it's technically... So, it's both a love letter to fans of the anime. Yes. Um, but it's also kind of based off of the manga itself as well. Yes. So... It's essentially a a follow up to the end of the original Yu Gi Oh series, so it yes. takes place after like Atem and Yugi like split up in the and like mo- and before GX before G yeah before GX and um it's after the Millennium Items are like sent to the into the tomb and Atem finally is set free yeah and it takes place shortly after that and we get the most <laughs> so so I'm gonna say right off the bat Kaiba is a fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> He is such a loser. And I think he
1: was in the show, too. (laughs) He was, but
0: this movie really shows that this guy needs a life.
1: This guy really is a dork.
0: (laughs) So basically, we get some exposition when we start, and it shows that Kaiba is looking for the Millennium Items again because he is such a loser that he has to (laughs) fucking... He can't let go of the fact that he never beat a Tem or Yu-Gi-Ami. So he's basically like... I need to get the puzzle back so I can fight him one more time. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And at the same time, there is this group of—I uh, forget what they were called. They were—they
1: were called like the—they
0: uh... were a group of myst- <laughs> They were kind of like a—they were a group of disciples of the character uh, Shoddy from the series who had the guy who had the Millennium Key. Yes. And they sent. We'll get into it later. Why? But they're essentially after. At first, it's implied they're after a ten. Yeah, because they we only really know about the puzzle. The, Kaiba's trying to get the puzzle. Yeah, um, it later so we spe- see he's they're searching, but they haven't really found anything yet. It's then later brought like over to uh, Yugi's group who are back in school because you you, <laughs> you kind of forgot during this series, but they are still high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um and it shows they're basically all just getting ready for their graduation. Yeah, and they're hanging out at school. And uh, I will say this: this anime is very pretty. Like,
1: oh yeah, especially the compared to the the, the
0: the animation of the actual show was very edgy, angular, and not the most attractive in my opinion. I mean, it looked fine right. for what it was, but it was it had a very eh kind of look to it. This yeah. film still has that look, but I think it actually. The animation is so beautiful. Like, it's very well done. Yeah. I will say some of the shots were weird. Like, like there's so much ass in this film. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think Bill said that, like, 50 times. But honestly, yeah, they, like, kept, like, showing, like, all the girls' Anytime smirks. you'd
0: see a school girl, it would, like, zoom in on her ass. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, we don't need this. But
1: also that gym teacher had a
0: dumb <laughs> yeah. truck. Oh, my where it's God. It's just, like, zoomed in on Joey's ass for yeah. no reason. I'm like... I'm like, what were the uh, animators on when they were yeah, making they this Yeah, they were
1: on ass, I guess. I don't uh, yeah. know. Ass <laughs> So,
0: yeah. They, it's shown that they're hanging out in school. They're getting ready for graduation. They're still talking about what they want to do in the future. And yeah. it's implied that.
1: Also, Yugi's grandpa really has a punchable face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lovely. Um, I
1: just saw his face. and I was like, I just want to punch him. But, yeah, it's like
0: how like, Tristan's supposed to be going to work in like his father's business or whatever
1: factory
0: Taya Te- 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 wants to go overseas yep
1: uh,
0: oh yeah this film also the dub uses the all the american names so oh, we're, yeah. we're just going to be going with those
1: joey wants to become a professional du- tr- duelist, duelist and, and what does Yugi want
0: it's imp- it's never stated but it's implied it, it's pretty much implied he's going to be a duelist yeah because he's one of he's probably one of the greatest in the world
1: yeah
0: but we get that and then we cut to there's this other student who has ridiculous hair so he must be important yes um and that student is being bullied by these kids, similar to how Yugi was bullied Yes. back in the uh, early series. And Joey decides to defend him because Joey's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's, like, it's later shown that those bullies are going to meet the kid again later. And then it's implied that this kid isn't normal.
1: No. <laughs> He's
0: actually one of those cloaked figures that we saw earlier. Yes. And he has the ability to essentially snap people out of existence yeah the
1: plot of this is basically endgame and he is (laughs) thanos just kidding (laughs) no it's it's not not,
0: it's not that that, (laughs) uh strict but yeah so that happens and it's implied we immediately find out oh yeah this guy's kind of dark yeah so then we get another scene of the gang hanging out in the food court of the mall i guess yep and then it's shown so this is where it gets confusing at first because you're kind of like it's implied that they're after yami yeah but the, and then you also realize. Well, it's the,
1: more because they keep saying like the power will go away if Adam returns if the Pharaoh returns. returns yeah. So that kind of makes you think they're after Yami, but
0: they're not. They ain't. So then we end up seeing a scene where they were all planning to have this cool tournament at Yugi's place after. Yeah. And it's shown then that the um, tournament of power. No. <laughs> just a generic, <laughs> just just a generic dueling like
1: tournament
0: and it's later then shown that they're walking to uh joey um bakora and the new character what was his name again
1: it's uh, i think his uh his cover name is like agami but his real name is diva diva yeah
0: they're walking to yugi's place and suddenly in the middle of it the guy uh, diva reveals his true colors and he's basically after bakora because shocker he's not after he's not mad at yami
1: oh but you also missed you also forgot though before this happens though he goes so seto flies his stupid oh, blue eyes white dragon, dragon jet, jet. <laughs> which just looks so fucking dumb to egypt and then because they've uh they found the puzzle oh, we
0: also forgot about the um his 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 yummy simulator. Oh
1: yeah, his uh his yummy simulator. <laughs> I wonder what else he uses it for. God, <laughs> yes. Um yeah, oh. but he
0: basically he beats the Pharaoh in it with a simulated version, which to me is kinda like he probably programmed that so he could win.
1: Yeah. But <laughs>
0: also, the new dual disc he created is fucking stupid looking. Yeah. <laughs> it is the dumbest looking thing. It's like this headset robot arm yeah, thing. And it's, it's like
1: it's dumb. It's
0: just it's dumb. so they could have flashy like Battle graphics oh, for yeah, the movie. Very also, what was funny and fun about this film was they actually showed the real cards, not the stupid four kids fake cards. Yeah. Which was not a nice touch. Um, but, but, anyways, then, yeah, back to the Bagora stuff. Back to Egypt. Um, well, yeah, Egypt. No,
1: back to Egypt because there's this plot that leads to that, Bill.
0: This film plot. is very convoluted. Plot. I'm not going to lie.
1: Um, so they go. Uh, they say they find the puzzle. So Kaiba storms on in with his stupid jet and his Kaiba court belt and jet shit yeah. uh and then uh mokuba i keep saying his name wrong on purpose just like bobo uh mokuba his little dorky brother uh, no the one
0: who's more sane than the older oh, brother yeah no. he's the bigger dork what do you say? this is
1: this is my theory Seto is a robot and mokuba <laughs> is controlling because <him>. <laughs> sometimes he talks like a robot he's Seto seno a robot that's my theory anyways so they're in the uh, they're in the like the temple, and uh, they recover all the pieces of the puzzle, and it's in like this stupid locked chamber. Yeah, <laughs> like, and
0: they're about over. to airlift it out, but then of course uh, Diva, Diva and his appears. gang shows up,
1: which he magically appears. Uh, one of the things he's like is, "You were just in Domino City. How did you get here? We just saw you on camera," and he's like, "I got the magical. I power. got this magical
0: box thing that lets me do shit." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they can. There's a confrontation there. Uh, <laughs> he challenges Kaiba to a duel because everything in this world revolves around fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yes. Uh, and Kaiba actually wins because, of course, he does. Yes. And during the the escape, uh, Diva actually steals two pieces of the puzzle. Yes. From the case.
1: And Diva's friend goes down to where the rest of the artifacts are, and he finds the ring,
0: the Millennium Ring. Fuck that thing! And he by gets the way.
1: possessed.
0: <laughs> but anyways, yes. Yeah, so now cutting back to Joey and the gang. Yes. We see Diva shows his true colors because he's after Bakura. Yeah.
1: Says,
0: Shocker! The ring is evil.
1: Yes. And Bakura's dad
0: <laughs> is a weird fucker. He's
1: kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he is. Like,
0: <laughs> so it, we kind of get more backstory on Bakura where it's implied that Shadi had rescued all these um, children, children from slavery. Yeah. And he was kind of like a mentor to them. Yeah. And while he was there, they were talking about the Millennium items. Cause, mm-hmm. but they, by this point, most of them had been sent off to other people. Yeah. Like Pegasus had the eye by this point. The uh, the rod and necklace were with the uh, Merrick's family. Yes. Um. The only ones left were the ring and the scales because no one gives a fuck about the scales. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he, but Cora's dad will shows up because he's after the ring, and yeah. he basically sh- he wants he's offering money for it. But Shadi's like. You can't just buy it, but, you know, if you really want it, you can grab it and see if you're worthy of it. Yeah. Spoiler warning, he's not worthy of it. Not worthy. But Bacora is. Yes. Because the ring... Bacora is essentially a reincarnation of the evil spirit of the ring, and that ring really likes its host. Yeah. And it, like, fucking, like, merges with him. Yeah. And basically Bacora... Yami Bacora is a fucking evil bastard. Yeah. And he kills Shadi, and, um as shoddy's uh dying he basically tells diva to like protect the 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 block or whatever and diva misinterprets it as he's got to take revenge get revenge which it's not even though
1: shoddy wouldn't want that yeah um and we're also missing like this whole time there's this other character named i think her name's sarah oh yeah his little
0: his little sister yeah who's kind of more the voice of reason in like, this whole mess
1: and for the most part she's just been like this is not what Shotty wants stop it and he's like no
0: so after this flashback uh diva basically snaps joey out of existence to get yep. rid of joey for a few minutes N- and then it cuts back to yugi chilling at his place getting his uh deck built when uh sarah shows up yeah and essentially is like You need to stop this, and she essentially gives him one of the pieces of the uh, the puzzle that was stolen.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Basically, letting him know, yeah, the puzzle's back. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kaiba's up in his fucking space elevator. Yes. (laughs) He's got a space station with a legit space elevator. Yes. (laughs) I don't get it, but (laughs) Um, he's building. He's got a fucking robot to rebuild the puzzle.
1: Why was he in space? So they
0: so they can show off his fucking space elevator. But like,
1: really, what was the point of Kaiba? but Kaiba. there is no point. Like like I'm thinking about it now. There's no point he's in space. Kaiba. It has no plot relevance.
0: Kaiba's a loser. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I can tell.
0: Um but yeah, he's trying to rebuild the puzzle and he finds shocker, it's missing two pieces and they Ooh. can't. So moving on from that, then we get back to the thing where we where Tristan shows up and finds Yugi. He's like, Joey's missing, we gotta go save him. Yes. so then there's a big confrontation once again with diva and during the confrontation uh joey reappears yes because in joey's mind he's like the world is basically disappearing around him because it's like his own dark dimension yeah. of his memories and it's essentially implying all his memories aren't strong enough to save him and they're all being erased until the memory of atem shows up and that yeah. memory of Tem is so strong that it brings him back yeah and then we cut to the beginning of the plot essentially uh there, Kaiba's being Kaiba, and he starts this stupid tournament <laughs> because he just has to fucking face Atem again. Yeah. And basically, Diva is got one piece of the puzzle, and Yugi's got the other. And basically, they're wagering to get all the puzzle pieces back. Yeah. And as this happens, oh, also, um, his uh, Diva's friend that found the ring shows up, and is implied that he's possessed.
1: Yeah, yeah, but then he also gets unpossessed. I feel yeah. like that wasn't very clear in the movie. Yeah, it's like not really happened. sure what
0: happens there. He kind I of think appears it's more.
1: of, It was just a plot dump to get the ring
0: for a later to, thing that we'll get yeah.
1: to. But like his friend gets possessed, but shortly after gets unpossessed and then just very disappears quickly. real
0: quick. It's weird.
1: Well, and just joins the rest of the the posse. Yeah,
0: I, I don't get that. That's still weird. But besides the point, so the the duelist tournament happens. It's basically just to show off the cards and some more fun shit. Yeah. Uh, and
1: Yugi beats.
0: Yugi predictably beats diva Yeah. And then we cut to. He's facing off against Kaiba now. And essentially, when diva goes away in the background, he's in this weird shadow world. Yeah. And he finds the Millennium Ring and it possesses him, of
1: course. Yeah, but he doesn't just get possessed. He becomes a freaky
0: cube monster. Man. Cube, <laughs> cube man.
1: man. Yeah, but also lizard cube man.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yu Gi Oh! Um, But yeah, anyways. So, him and
1: Kaiba are dueling it out. And then Kaiba Kaiba basically
0: is like, Kaiba's basically just like being a dork and it's like, I want a come back. And and then Yugi's Yugi's, like, he's not coming back. Yugi basically literally stops the duel and basically goes up and finishes the puzzle just to prove a point of like, he's not coming back, Kaiba.
1: But do you know why he really didn't come back? Because he didn't yell, Yugi! yeah
0: sure but anyways after this kaiba's like very dejected he's like you're lying you can bring him back and it's like dude and he's
1: like dude chill but dude. then but then
0: diva comes back in his weird chimera monster yeah and they have to have this climactic battle but between- they fight
1: together yeah
0: because of course and then in the climax of the fight A- atem comes back
1: well yeah because like kaiba like sacrifices himself and it's like Yugi. Bring a Tem back. Yeah. I believe in you. So like, and then he, and then he does, and a Tem comes back, and, and like he doesn't sh- speak.
0: No, he doesn't say a word. Yeah. He just one-shots him, and then immediately is like gone. Well, no, him and Yugi have this one pretty cool moment, I have to say, where they kind of look at each other, and they just kind of smile, and they're yes. like, like, this is it, bud.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then a Tem disappears for good, and the, the puzzle itself disappears for good. Yeah. Which I thought was a
1: nice, nice, touch. nice
0: touch to finally end that plot. Uh, point.
1: And then Kaiba also goes, I told you so.
0: Yeah, yeah Kaiba has a 180 <laughs> in personality, and he's all of a sudden like a bro all of a sudden.
1: Oh, and we also forgot to mention that, you know, like that horrible rape face of Joey? Oh, yeah. They do make them remake those horrible faces.
0: Yeah, he, him and Tristan. Taya had a creepy face. there. They all had sketchy faces.
1: <laughs> it really was a love lyric to the Yeah, fans. it was.
0: A lot of the... We joke. I joke that this film's plot is convoluted, which it is. Quantum
1: Cube. That's the name of the box. Okay. It's the Quantum Cube.
0: Sure. Um, I did joke that this film's plot is very convoluted, which it is. Yes. But I will say, though, I still liked it.
1: (laughs) No, it was definitely fun. So then we
0: cut to and we get the graduation scene where the gang all graduates. They see Taya off as she goes to America.
1: Oh, she was going to be become a professional dancer.
0: Yeah, that that was her plot. I that's forgot what she wanted that's to what do. She
1: want a pole dancer.
0: Sure. <laughs> well, with all the ass in this movie. <laughs> 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 I, I broke out.
1: So no, we this movie was fun to watch because we just shit said well, yeah, Okiba the whole time. Well, also we're just
0: Yu-Gi-Oh fans and we've seen the, the fucking shitty film. I just wish that
1: we heard the <laughs> duel. I really wanted
0: to hear that. But, no, the fun and part I is I wanted
1: to hear Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs>
0: the Yu-Gi-Oh anime is stupid and everyone knows it, and that's why I think we enjoy this film because the film makes fun of how stupid it is. I
1: just love how much of a dork
0: (laughs) yeah but we have to we didn't even talk about the kaiba's most important part of this movie he builds a fucking time machine (laughs) and goes to the past (laughs) to fight a Tem. it's like
1: what the fuck (laughs) that's what the space station is for yeah and then we were joking i was like so who do you think yugi shipped with the most Bill goes, well, Kaiba, of course.
0: It's always the... <laughs> it's all, the Hoia ships are always the most popular. <laughs> but anyway. We had
1: a lot of fun watching this
0: movie. Oh, I'm not... We got a preface. This is a great movie. Like, I enjoyed this movie.
1: Honestly, out of the three that we watched, this one was my favorite.
0: Well, just because, A, we both had zero expectations, and this movie is entirely... Meant to be stupid because it's based off of a very stupid anime to begin mm. with, which is funny because the Yu Gi Oh manga is actually excellent, but yeah, that's here nor there. Um, what's funny, what was funny to me though, well, actually, no, what not funny, what was amazing to me was they actually got back the entire four kids cast, yeah, uh, because I think the remains of four kids is now just a division in Konami, which literally just dubs Yu Gi Oh now, yeah, yeah, uh, but um. <laughs> They got, like, all the original actors back. Like, Dan Green was back as uh, Yugi and yep. Yami. Uh, Eric Stewart was back as Kaiba. Like, all of them were back. Like, the yeah, Joey's yeah. B- Brooklyn accent voice was back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and the second. Oh,
1: at one point, uh, Joey professes that Kaiba needs to get him a new pair of pants because he shit his pants. So for <laughs> yeah, the, that also for happened. For the rest of the movie, Joey had poop in his pants. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> that is my Also, Taya, Taya
0: does fucking nothing in this movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: she really... Honestly, she's there for the fan service. Because they did draw them a lot more fan service in this movie, I will say.
0: I don't know. They were always kind of fan service <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like with. it was
1: more emphasized in this movie. But just there was like, no yes. like
0: sexually explicit stuff. It was no. just like a lot of butt.
1: Yeah. And Yugi, Yugi's punchable grandpa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> just and, like, when they're all waving at Tams just like, I think I just go, I just, his face is so punchable. just, Lovely. <laughs> knock him out.
0: But, yeah. So, I, I like this film a
1: lot. This one was my favorite of the three that we
0: watched, honestly. It's, it's so funny, though, comparing this film to the original Yu-Gi-Oh! movie, like the one that was in theaters. Yeah. That movie I remember going to see with my, our mother, and she fell asleep during it. Poor, the poor I thing. hope
1: there's a director's cut. Where every time they say duel, they put the... I wish there was. Or yes. just, Yugi just goes, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> every time.
0: <laughs> hey, the credits did end, though, with the Yu-Gi-Oh! 4Kids theme, yes, which was great. With a remix of it, and it was awesome. And
1: then I look, Was there an after-credits scene? No. <laughs>
0: we, we've zoomed forward <laughs> and it just ended. And you're like, oh. Disappointment.
1: Disappointed!
0: <sasz plays> but yeah, I really did like this movie, though. Overall.
1: It was really good.
0: I gave this one an 8 out of 10,
1: I think, Yeah, I did too.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely definitely a love letter to Yu-Gi-Oh fans, though. Yes. And it was a great way to cap off the original series, which is still my favorite, because I never got into it. Like, I, I kind of watched GX. Yeah. I never, never watched 5Ds.
1: I watched all of GX, and I watched all of Yu-Gi-Oh, but I didn't watch anything after that. Yeah.
0: I've heard it, it's still pretty good, but the card game is so fucking complicated now, I just can't yeah. get into it. But yeah, so... These three were fun. Uh, I definitely will rate. If I was going to rank the three, it'd be Yu Gi Oh, Dark Side of Dimensions, One Piece, Strong World, and then Fruit Baskets Prelude was there. Yeah. I didn't hate any of them, but I will say if I was going to watch these again, I'd definitely watch Yu Gi Oh again. I would definitely watch Strong World again. Maybe not. I I would
1: watch bits and. I would skip the first 20 minutes of Fruits Baskets and then watch it.
0: I'll, I'll just skip to the end, watch the five minute ending, and, and then, then uh, be good. Yeah. Be good,
1: yeah. get,
0: get get my wholesomeness up, and yeah. then uh, peace out. Yep, yeah, but I, I enjoyed the three though. Oh, I'm,
1: you should just screen record it on your phone, and then just screen record those last five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so whenever <laughs> whenever I need some whenever I'm depressed and need some wholesome wholesomeness, shit, I'll just watch the last five minutes, and then of the you pre-book. don't need to
1: watch the rest. It's perfect.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. I look forward to the next films we do, because I feel like next time we're going to do standalone films, probably. Yes. But, yeah. So, anyways, guys, once again, thanks for joining us on the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. The Gaming and Collecting Podcast can be found on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcast and Spotify. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and if you want to find all of our links, they're at Linktree uh, slash uh, The Barber Who Games. But, anyways, guys, until till then, we will see you all next time.
1: I know Kaiba is a big ass dork.
0: He really is. And there's a ton of ass in that movie. Yu Gi Oh!
1: Sorry for breaking your eardrums. <laughs> <laughs>